Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, this is Pia Baranchini, and welcome to Everything is the Best, the podcast where I get vulnerable and make others do it with me. The goal here is to deep dive into interesting people's journeys, finding common denominators, and hopefully making you feel not so alone. So let's laugh, let's cry, and let's get inspired to live our best lives. Hello, my darlings. Welcome back to another episode. This week, we are doing another full Q&A with my husband, Davide Baranchini. Good morning, everyone. Welcome back. Thank you. It's always a pleasure. This is per your request. We have like a hundred <laughs> relationship questions. That's great. We have some material. To and now what's cute is I get the DMs like, hey, be a husband. So... <laughs> <laughs> Hey guys, so just you know, exactly. we started charging. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Hi, Pia and Davide. I am 33. My boyfriend is 40. We have been dating for almost four years and living together for three. We met and live in Canada. However, I'm American. I gave up my career at its pinnacle to stay in Canada and make our relationship work. We love each other and get along great. Talk about starting a family, etc. When we first started dating, our life goals were on par. Now, almost four years together, my boyfriend doesn't know if he believes in the idea of marriage. Marriage is something I've always wanted, and I'm shocked by this news. He wants to be in a committed relationship. Still feeling it. <laughs> and confirms he wants to start a family with me. Part of me thinks this is a deal breaker, but the other part of me just wants to continue and be in my happy relationship. Do I walk away based on our now different life goals? Side note, he's in therapy. We start couples therapy soon. And yes, his parents had a horrible marriage while mine are happily married for over 44 years. Can I start? Please. If you want to, or even considering breaking up with someone because they don't want to have a wedding ceremony, I would think about whether or not this is someone that you cannot live without. Also, Dobby Day, when we met, said he would never have a big wedding or even really wanted a wedding. And how I persuaded him to do so was making it very clear that it's not about a white dress and having this whole show. That when you make a life decision that's so big that you want to start that new chapter being sent off surrounded by love and support from your closest friends. 
So if you can come up with some sort of compromise saying, hey, maybe we could do a small ceremony and like a dinner or just something and that it's important to you, see what he says. I don't know. I don't, I think it's like worth breaking up over. But then I also think if you are willing to break up with someone because they don't want to have a wedding, then maybe he's not your person. I totally agree. I think that, I think that in life is always about perspective. She mentioning that his parents didn't have that happy of a marriage and instead her parents had a great marriage. Mm -hmm. I think that's something that if I will be on your shoes, I will totally take in consideration. And to be quite frank, I can I can I can blame him. I, I understand. He's a he's an adult man. Um and I think it's yeah, I understand a 40-year-old man saying, like, I don't need to do this. But also relationships are about compromise. Yes, but compromise on the long run. First of all, let me say that. Everything's a compromise. Our wedding, and, and you are totally right. You know, a few years ago, I wasn't really believing in, in wedding, even if I come from a, from a place where it is more... Um, we might eat for longer, but Italian wedding are a little bit more chiller than 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 people could could ever imagine. You know, you, you we sit at the table a little bit longer for the ceremony. We dance a little bit later than usual. <laughs> but, um, I will say that if it is important for you, I will follow be advice and trying to adapt or try because yeah, you can also to, eliminate all this stuff it. from the wedding that sucks yeah, like you don't need some big it, thing the, the ceremony as and, and make it a more about you guys about you being together about you longing each other yeah but but i agree also on the fact that if he's your man you know go on a trip celebrate that celebrate that every day but if he's your man you know i agree with you you should really put on a scale and yeah, also maybe what, like right now he doesn't want a ceremony. And if you want to get started on having a family, like maybe once you have a couple kids or one kid. And by the way, for the record, probably was the happiest day of my life. I, I love Thank our you. wedding. Thank you for that. I mean, the, you were the, the, such the, a dick about it. Yeah, the, 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 <laughs> the, the prep is exhausting. I, I didn't even do that much and I lost so much weight. You know, you want to you wanna, you wanna make sure that everything is at the right place, the food and... It is a for ours sure, was a, also just especially stressful because we had it at home, so we had a lot of things that we physically had to do ourselves. I mean, you always have the option to to jump on a flight on a plane with them whenever this yeah, would and do be. something small. I mean, it's, I go think to a night church in Europe, especially you, since priest, maybe a couple we've of seen friends. so many like Corona weddings, mm -hmm. like how beautiful and easy and charming they've been. I mean. Listen, you're going to have to put a little sales pitch together to get this. <laughs> to I, I, I hope this you were not that say that. I was <laughs> hoping that you were not say that. No, I, I, I honestly understand both parts. I do and, too. Uh, you know, again, I think that if you go deeper on this, you might realize that there are there is something else in there. Okay, next question. Dear Pia and Davide. I am 23 years old and have never had a boyfriend, ever. I love how, sorry if I interrupt, I didn't mean to cut you off, how it's so interesting how people at different know, stage of right? their age and, and life and career. It's so cool. It's very cool, yeah. 
Um, I would really like to be in a supportive, loving relationship with a good guy. However, I don't know where to begin or even how to even put myself out there. Oh my God, that makes me want to cry. You first need the good guy. (laughs) I grew up in a very sheltered home and the culture I belong to is very conservative and traditional. My parents don't believe in dating or casual relationships. Instead, they would love to find me a great guy, also known as, she's saying, an arranged marriage. But I don't necessarily want that for myself. I want to be able to meet a man for me. So that's my family background. I would really love to get into the dating space. It's a whole new space to me. It would be great to get some advice from you and Davide. Oh my God. I, th- I think I think that first of all, I think we talked about this a few weeks ago, that I will not put that much of pressure on, on yourself at 23. Now, yeah. not to min- minimize, is that a word? Yeah. Uh, your, your, your perspective, but you are extremely young. Um, I think, and every time people would have, would have tell me that 10 years ago, I would have feel so mad and frustrated. The truth of the matter is that you might don't believe on this, but in 10 years from now, eight years from now, five years from now, next year, you will already see life in a different, in a different way. Things will happen. You'll have more experience. You will grow up and your priority will change. You might translate now on these thoughts going like feeling that you might want to kick your career and, you know, being uh, happy and free. <laughs> and then approaching this idea maybe a little bit later. I she think wants a boyfriend a right now. Tell her how to get a boyfriend. She didn't ask put you that. Something very, put it something She's very She's from nice a conservative on. family. So I didn't of- say put it something <laughs> scandalous. Like, I, I said put it something nice on. Mm-hmm. And be the best version of yourself. You need to figure out this is tough because of you, Corona. Advice, but we do need- not approach a dude with that attitude. Yeah. Because he, they will run away and... That's the worst. The actual advice is to play it really cool. You want to be extremely confident. You don't want to come off as I hate this word, but desperate. You want to just, you know, find yourself hopefully in a situation where you're in a room with mutual friends, and I mean, maybe try to get the best way to meet people. And I would want this for you, since this is new. Obviously, would not. I don't know. Actually, I was going to say maybe like put, you know, try to put together a, a group of people who and do like a distance thing. Um, so you could be it's in the stuff. same space as stuff. a bunch of men. I think, but I also I think thinking that, like, think it is a kind a, of a good time to join like a dating app. And it's a good, interesting sure, way for sure, to try but, but, to like learn how to communicate and see what works. I think is, uh, uh, yeah, I was, I was about to say, if, if you find your person, you will know doesn't matter on what platform you will find. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, but she doesn't I even know how that, to take that first step. So I'm saying logistically, I would probably join an app and try talking to people, see what that feels like. It's very interesting. I always say like dating is so cool because it's not, you learn so much about yourself while you're dating. Like it's just interesting. Like going to dinner with someone or having a conversation with someone, like I would, I would learn so much about myself and how Absolutely. I was interacting with someone and what I liked and didn't like, and, and you know, what uh, worked, maybe you, I said something. That, so 
I think like that would be the best place to start is like, don't even tell anyone, but like get on Bumble. Yeah, you don't need to share because the moment you share with your family or friends. Yeah, don't make it a thing. Just people, do something on your phone. Exactly. And then see if you could get like a distance, like maybe, you know, grab four friends and say, hey, like, let's do like a distance lunch or a distance thing and try to get like a group of people together. Have everyone invite three people. Don't say it's like a... Because you're looking for a boyfriend. <laughs> looking for a boyfriend, but try to organize something and just get an interesting group of people together and just try to strike up conversations with people who you think... I think never I like you. now, never like now, communication has been efficient, you know? Yeah. So many platforms. Good luck. Yes. Buona fortuna. Let us know how it goes. Hey guys, I'm Maddie Orlando. And I'm Lauren Orlando. As you probably guessed, we're sisters. And we're also co-hosts of the podcast, The Sister Diary. Every week, we let our listeners into real-life conversations like the ones that we have at home. We have an eight-year age gap, so we always have a different perspective on things, but that makes it pretty fun. We talk about navigating life, growing up on social media, and pretty much anything else that we find interesting. You can catch a new episode of The Sister Diary every Friday. Hi, Pia I've been in a relationship with my boyfriend for a year and a half now, and I think he's the best thing in the world. That's nice. We're a great team in all senses, but I feel like something is missing in the bedroom. In the first three months of meeting, we were at it like crazy. Four times a day was the regular. Oh, remember that? Watch. <laughs> done that, been there. <laughs> <laughs> that was me for a short period of time. And now that it wasn't we live. <laughs> For the record. Uh, and now that we live together, it's just once or twice a week. I think that's still I a think that's still good. Congratulations. <laughs> that is a ghost candle, if you ask me. Huh? Yeah. Uh, mm. um, once or twice a week, always at the same time. What? Which is something I've raised as something we should really seek out to vary. It's no longer mind-blowing. It's just nice. Which is, is this normal in the route of a relationship? Perhaps it's down to quarantine. It's hard to get fired up and feeling sexy when all we do is lounge around the house all day. We are really affectionate with each other outside of sex. A lot of hugging and kissing, like two sleepy puppies, not horny teens. But we're only 30. An added layer. He doesn't like to go down on me. Okay. Oh. We can talk about that. I, I will leave this second part. For you. Okay, hold on. For later. He did it a couple times at the beginning of the relationship and then it dwindled and finally it became apparent. It's just not something he enjoys. I never saw myself accepting this in a relationship, but if the shoe were on the other foot, I wouldn't expect my partner to pressure me into something I'm not comfortable with. So I just decided it's fine, but I'm not sure I can live without that, to be totally honest. I really, <laughs> why'd you guys break up? He wouldn't go down on me. <laughs> Sounds like a movie line. This is like a fully sex, a sex in the city episode. I really do hope he's the man I spend the rest of my life with though. And everything else is just perfect. But I feel like our sex life is more is more like that of new parents or something. Okay, girlfriend, I'm going to tell you this so right now. So many things that you can, it's, we can, we, it could take an hour to talk about this. I hate but. that this is the, when David and I were dating, I Savage. would brag to my friends, you have no Savage. idea the stuff we're doing. I didn't Savage. even know I could do that. Hours. Let's don't go, okay, let's no, go I'm just saying. Purse. And I would say to everyone, and everyone would say, you just, it's you're in the first year of your relationship. It's going to change. And I would say, no, it's not. And now we're year four and like, yeah, we live together and we're tired and we have like, 
I, I find like, like we, when we lay in bed at night together, David always looks at me, he's like, oh, this is like my favorite part of the day. We're like unwinding. We're asking each other how each other's day was. So that's probably one of our favorite. It's so like that level of intimacy is so connective and so beautiful and so special in our I would, relationship. I would, I would say that I will not be concerned because... Also, once or twice a week is a lot. No, I would say that a relation evolves and it change. Mm-hmm. Imagine a full relation where you are always like on a horny teen. It would be fucking exhausting. <laughs> I say that, joking aside, I do believe that love change. I do believe that love has step and, and evolve. And honestly, I do believe also that that year of savage sex or you know, sexual uh, connection, it brings us to here. Yeah. And and I would not leave it, I would, I would not, I would not leave it as a, as something that went away. I would leave it like, like a step that took you where you guys are. And it took you, that step took you to cuddling a night on a couch mm-hmm. or watching a movie or lounging around all day during quarantine and feeling or, comfortable together. Yes, or jump on a car or go on a road trip or like, I Here's also that, the truth that make that made you best friends. Yeah, that which ma- is they, great. They connected you, which is great. Now, I think you should not. I don't know how to approach it on on the second part of the question. Wait, hold on, but like, I want to finish the first part, which is a point that I've been thinking a lot about, and I think is very relevant. Like, if you want to marry this person, think about the shit you're going to go through when you have children together, or. What if one of you loses you your again. job? Like you will evolve in another stage of If you're thinking your about being relation. together with someone for like 40 totally. years, think about all the changes totally. and all the things you're going to, like, David and I have gone through Yeah, in the last 40 years. So many things in, that in I didn't. In the last four or five years, we've been married for two now. It It is physiological and organic that a relation goes, yeah. touch all those those. And even those like one of bases, our friends right? has... I mean, all of our friends have kids, right? And one of them was saying that after she was able to have sex again, after she had her first baby, I remember like it was yesterday. She was like at one of our friends' house and she was crying because she was saying she could tell that like her body had changed and that her husband, and she was like, wait, does it feel different? Like, does my vagina feel huge? Like she was hysterical. She was so upset about it. She said, you know, sex was something that really connected us. I don't know how we're going to get back to that place. Like, I think our relationship has changed forever. Really upset. And then two months later, she came over and she was like, something changed. Now we're fucking like rabbits. And now she's pregnant again. Like nothing ever stays the way. And being able to adapt to your relationship and not worry about tiny little things. Like we, like if you're like, think about all the possible shit you could go through. Like what if you're one of your, God forbid, but what if one of your parents passes away? Or what if you guys for some reason lose you all your money? Go, or you what guys if will go through there's going to be crazy things you're going to go through that are way more important than how many times a week of course. you have sex. Of course then. But you if you want, want it more, put on some lingerie. Please. Keep going. No, I'm just saying, sorry. <laughs> that, it's like I was saying, you don't want the relation being static. You don't want the relation ended up on a, on a, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you don't want the fire being off for sure. But you should accept that just 
there was a time and moment of your relation, this is another one. Now, how do we approach the second part of the question? I don't know. I know that it's like when <laughs> it's like when, when my wife is like, uh, can you please bring me the charger? Like, please, it's downstairs in the kitchen, it's 2 a.m. I'm I'm exhausted. I will give you a blowjob. I promise if you go wash in the car tomorrow, I will give you a blowjob. I promise if you wash the dog, I, owe dog I promise if you walk the dog. I promise if it, she owns me. I owe Davide probably like 10,000 blowjobs. So, now, joking aside, I wanted to break the ice, saying it that way. I think you can express your, how would you say, your need? I would say your, no, your needs. Yeah, and and if you're a giver, you will put yourself on a better position, you know, for sure. That's so awkward because you can't, like, bring it up. And if you are hoping it'll happen each time and it doesn't, then that's what you're thinking about. Like, and I never thought about it, to be honest with you. Like that is it is part of like I could imagine now the one I saw like it is it is it is it is what you're not saying anything <laughs> how do you have sex without you know like I think it is a very important part so I I I'm, I feel for her you know like, I'm sorry <laughs> it's, like, it's like yeah but I mean how would you Okay, yeah, let's do, try to give her good <laughs> advice. Like, how would you, if you say that I wasn't saying it in a saying an alternate it. universe, I, you weren't getting blowjobs from me all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Put it just out there. How the would you? Uh, how would you ask me? Uh, it's it's. Um, but you wouldn't because you don't get any blowjobs. I, right? I say that making love or sex or how we want to call it, it is a ritual. It is a beautiful magical whatever it is even if it's three minutes standing on a bathroom or if it's mm -hmm. on a bed on a sunday morning or if it is whatever it is and whenever it is and however it is it must be good it must be great you know you were mentioning one twice a week all i know is that making love to my wife is still so beautiful we might don't have it that frequently <laughs> no you agree with me like yeah. i think it has to be you you can't do it just to do it. Like let's do it. No, like I I don't operate that way. Also, like we At went through a lot. We learned a whole new part of each other when we spent a fucking year trying to have a baby. Like oh yeah. Like we wait till that happens because <laughs> then our it became like I'm ovulating. We need to have sex right now. And David being like, first time I just we took tried, a shower. Like we, I'm we, going of course you try a different way. The first time we tried was in like not even college, like high school, high school. Well, yeah, because I was like, um, we have four days. It was insane. We had sex like 12 times. And like, that was totally, literally just to have a child. Like it was wild going through. And then David would be like, I, I don't work like that. I'm not just going to. There's so many levels to everything that you have no idea what you're even about to get into. And once you really commit yourself to a relationship that you have to be able to be a little bit more malleable and flexible. I, I say, so you're not. this moment. Yeah. And if you want to go a little bit over those two eyes, those two times a week, do something nice. What we do very nice is like day night. You pick a day night a week, you guys fully dress up. We do that all the time. Yeah, you but I'm laughing because I get drunk and I felt, I okay. always fall asleep in the <laughs> car on the way home. 
You fully dress up and you and you either you do a home or you do it like outside, you do a nice dinner, you dress up, you go out on a date. Yeah. You gotta switch it up a little bit. Do something or do a weekend or drive out somewhere for like something and you know I don't know though. I mean if she's saying this guy's not gonna go down on her and it's a problem, I mean you gotta I don't know how you will do it. I I I I don't know. I would probably ask honestly, like What's wrong? And, What's and, the matter with no, you? Just, I would say, like, do you not? Do, do I? Yeah. What is that? What is that? What uh, is it, that you don't enjoy? In that yeah. Place? Is there something I can do? Like, you have to be very gentle. Just like, hey, like, you could do it just laying on the couch. Hey, this is so awkward. And I don't want to bring it up, but like, do you think I like? Do I like not taste good to you? Is there like a smell or something? Like, is there something that they've been they've been together for a quite a long time yeah right? they're living together I mean I yeah. would say it like that kind of put it on yourself say that you're willing that you understand it might be you know what I mean it takes the pressure off totally. him and then he can't be so defensive um, but I think that if you're going to be in a committed married relationship with this person you should be totally comfortable enough to say like and being vocal about it yeah like and just say it gently and say you know I'm sorry this is awkward and I love you and I'm just wondering I noticed that you don't enjoy don't enjoy going down on me and is it something that I'm doing and you know I'd really I really I really want to have a strong sexual relationship with you for as long as possible I love you I I love connecting with you it's an important part of my life so is there something I can do to help that I think that's a (laughs) feels like they shot the 30 seconds (laughs) Good luck, girlfriend. Yeah. Okay, next one. Oh, we have another. Wow. Yeah, we have a lot of Okay. PNWD. I'm with a new boyfriend, and I fucking love him. Recently, we moved in together. He was using my laptop to do workouts Ooh. while I was working from home and snooped yeah. through my messages with a friend of mine who I have recently distanced myself from. Basically, he saw that when we first met, I described him as kind of chubby with a small dick. All right, should we, should, we, should, we, should we skip this? He apologized for reading my messages next. with said friend, but since has been waking up every day at 5 a.m. And, and today I caught him crying. What's sad is that it's not even how I feel. I think he's so sexy. Right. I, I feel terribly. I'm not even mad he read my messages, although I do wish he respected my privacy. What is bothering me now is he wants an explanation for what I said, and I simply, and she says in all capitals, do not have one, other than I was being a bitch. It's very sensitive. It's <laughs> a combination of words that I don't know how to... <laughs> to really... It's very hard. I don't know if there is a way back from that. You know? Be better. Um, I will let you answer this. Uh, okay, I'm going to... We say, people say so many things that they don't mean. It's not nice. Come on, Pia, you can do better than that. that I'm, it, I'm just saying, like, you know, if I'm everything joking. that came out of my mouth that I casually said was, like, written in a text and somebody read it within a different context, I mean... It happened. First of all, it happened to every couple. I snooped through his phone and saw some Multiple times. I did it once and I regret it. It it, it happened to... You got to go through it. Every couple to go through that okay, step. Here's the most important uh-huh. thing. You need to have a very honest conversation with him and find out very honestly and seriously if he is able to move on from this. I agree. Because... 
if you love him and you want to be with him, but this guy's fucking crying. Don't say it. Uh, I'm like, saying if he's know, like, if this is killing I'm, I'm, him inside. The guy's using your laptop to work out. You want so to yeah, work on one of those two <laughs> complex, yes. Okay. The other one is kind of. Because truly, if he's never going to get, <sighs> if he is so hurt by this, your, rela and your relationship isn't going to move on. Like you have to figure out, you have to really have like a, an honest conversation with him saying, listen, I fucked up. This is horrible. Like, I love you. I live with you. Like you're my whole life. Like I want to marry you. Like I don't, please don't let a dumb mistake that I have no excuse for ruin this. But if he is, you know, forever just going to see that text in his head and it's going to give him a complex and it's going to make him feel bad about himself for a long time, you're fucked. And I hate to say that so bluntly, but I know that resentment is horrible. Resentment is a, a relationship killer. And you need to do whatever you can if you love this man and get on your knees and kiss him so much and tell him how sorry you are and that you don't think that and that you were being... No, I will not... I, I, hold on, hold on, hold on. I will not do that. I will not do that. Why? You know, because because don't, don't say things to make him happy. I will just find the way to sincerely... Not even, it's because I don't consider this being a mistake or being something that you say when you're mad, then you just say it and then you apologize for it. I would just really go deeper and, and I agree with you on the part, trying to understand if this is something they can both move on. Because it's, it's from, if I put myself in his shoes, it is something that it is hard to digest. You might say so, so lightly and without even think too much but you know what I mean for a man it's yeah. like I and, mean, that's, a, he, that's a double he whammy he didn't that's show you pride and his dick is small you didn't, he didn't show you pride he apologized you know for less than that I would have it, 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 you know I will appreciate that but I will also understand if you know for both of you is the case to I don't know, you guys move together. It's it's a little bit of a fucked up of a situation. I mean, what do you think? It's very hard. <laughs> I don't know what to, I don't even know how to, you know, because in order to build back his confidence, he's going to take, it's going to take a minute. I don't know if that's something. I don't know if it's a reversible. To be, to be honest with you, I don't know if it's a reversible situation. It's not that if she said to him, "You are an asshole or a liar or a, or a dickhead," or you know what I mean. Like, she, <laughs> it's something very sharp. I think it was very. I think it's. I think it's very. I think it's a very sensitive. It would situation. be a shame for you guys to break up over something like that. Though. Listen. So do whatever you can. You got to ask him honestly what you can do. To I help. will ask first to herself what it was at that point that made her say that, you know? And I'm not trying to be dramatic. I would just ask yourself, I've been talking about my, to the, my actual wife to friends saying, you know, whatever, you have time and moments, you go through things. It, that's something very, that's something very sharp. We first ask ourselves, you know, but, but also from. like, 
Like, you think more, about the ways more, that you, you and your guy friends talk about. Was this a guy friend or this was a girlfriend? No, no, no. But what I'm saying is like, if, if you're going to say like, oh, like, think about why you said that. I mean, I'm sure there's been a million ways that you and your friends have talked about women after that you've slept with them. That's probably like very flippant and like not very nice. You know what I mean? Like. I think that you, she doesn't need to go like so deep on like. There's oh, a like, reason why she used those. Those don't don't let me go because I can be a little bit drastic. And there is a reason why she used those two words. Yeah. And I was trying to say it diplomatically, but you know, clearly she wasn't happy with something, and then clearly she started appreciating other parts of other yeah. other 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 <laughs> sides of her partner. I don't even know how to. Yeah. Good luck. This today was a tough. Today was tough. They have to say today. Today we have been having. Well, we have another one. Uh -huh. Okay, Pia and Davide. I don't know if this is supposed to be limited to relationship-focused questions only, and I don't have a very specific question. But I guess I'd just like to hear your perspectives on moving forward after tragedy. Oh, we're good at that. I'll try to keep this as short as possible. But three and a half years ago, when I was twenty-five, my dad suffered a severe traumatic brain injury in a terrible motorcycle accident. Oh, Ooh, it's going to be hard for me to read through this. Okay. He's my best friend, only close family member, and was completely healthy before. So as you can imagine, everything changed. He's from Argentina. What a cool guy. He was, Sounds like a cool yeah. guy I was about to say. Um, and I've been living, working in New York in fashion beforehand, but without hesitation, dropped everything to be by his side, a decision I do not regret. Fast forward to now, I'm still his primary caretaker, and unfortunately, despite my hopes, he has not recovered well been an insanely challenging few years. I've done everything possible I can think of to help him, including time in rehabilitation centers in Chile, Argentina, and Pennsylvania. I haven't left his side because A, I'd never want him to feel alone, and B, in hopes my dedication would help him achieve a better recovery. A year ago, I decided to bring us back to Argentina because I wanted him to be able to come back to his home. He hadn't been home since the accident happened without getting too much into terrible details. He's fully dependent, can't speak, 100% tube-fed, conscious, but very depressed, and has started to decline this year. Suffered from episodes of involuntary movements that are terrible for him, sometimes doesn't respond to me for days at a time. Oh, you poor girl. I'll stop now because I know how happy it is. Oh, I'm an only child, so taking care of him every day is everything, is everything to me. And it was left open-ended when the accident happened. Business, his house, four dogs, four cats, etc. It's all fallen on me. On top of the responsibility, my sadness just has no limits. I find myself crying on the floor often, even though I do try to take time for myself and practice self-care, therapy, exercise, nutrition, etc. This is long and I'm going to wrap it up now. I promise. Luckily, I have some help here in Argentina in the form of caretakers. In the U.S., it was him, me, and my boyfriend in an apartment. I was taking care of him alone. I'm still very much running the ship. I was planning to try to return to the U.S. in May. My boyfriend and I's relationship has taken a total backseat. And financially, I do have to get back to building a career at some point, despite how challenging it is to leave my dad since he and I are very amassed at this point. This is so sad. But then, of course, COVID happened and now I'm stuck here. My boyfriend is also stuck in the U.S. I guess my question is just knowing you guys have suffered so much tragedy recently. How do you keep going? I often feel like no matter how hard I try to keep it together and keep moving forward, it continues to feel like I'm in an ocean constantly getting knocked underwater by a wave. 
how do I maintain the will to move forward when you're just incredibly heartbroken? Grief is so tough and grieving someone who is still alive makes it impossible. Anyway, I know this is so dark, so I apologize for bringing down the mood so much. But on a positive note, your love warms my heart. <laughs> I will uh, I will give you a second and I would like to... <laughs> I'm sad. I would like to say something. Um, you know, both both of us went to a... Both of us experienced seeing two important family members my wife, my father-in-law, for my wife and my mother, for me, declining and having a, a very bad and dying in a very cruel way. I will give you the best advice I can give it to you. And I hate when people during those moments say stuff that are, you know, kind of out of a book or circumstances, uh, phrases. What I would say to you is that I don't know your father, but he sounds like a cool guy. And when a couple of years ago, I moved back to California and, you know, I left my bike in New York and I wanted to have a motorcycle here. My wife was so, it took me two years to convince her that I would have rather knocking on wood, anything happened to me by living my life the way I wanted to live and enjoy what I, what I, what I keep me alive. My suggestion to you is that if you, for a second, while you are processing your pain and while you're going through this, put, put things in perspective and not as a daughter, but as a woman, look at this situation thinking that your father wanted to live his life the way he wanted to live his life. That we might not make you feel better instantly, but will definitely give you, will definitely make you look at the situation from, uh, from a different angle. And maybe the glass will look, it's hard to say, half, more half full than half empty. I... She's tw- she was 25 when this happened. I mean, think about... It's hard, but, uh, you know, I think that my mother once said to me that once I was building my life, I wasn't belonging to her no more. She said to me, now you're a man, now you're out in the world. And I think it is the same thing for them as a parent. He probably thought that there was a, a good way to live his life in the moment. Mm-hmm. enjoying something he loved. And the only way you have to look at this, again, is is as a woman and not as a daughter, I believe. And probably, you know, I don't know what you would like to add, but Well, I just think the tricky... Sorry about it. Like, and I think it's important to touch on because people don't talk about this a lot. When you see, and this is a huge part of my life with my father... Your dad clearly was a cool guy. He's riding around on a motorcycle. Like my dad was Superman. My dad was a football player and an oil painter and made wine and cooked. He was a Renaissance man. He was a he was a fucking man. And when he started getting sick when I was in high school, what started his illness, which was the the decline of my father was having a knee replacement surgery that got infected with staph. And it went through his whole body and he was really sick and almost died. 
since I was in high school up until he died, he was in and out of the hospital, had weeks he was doing really bad, had weeks he was doing really good, then had years he had to go back to work, then, you know, was on extreme amounts of pain. Like he turned into a completely different person. And with that came a severe amount of depression, what your dad is going through. So it's so nuanced, these situations, because it's not, do I take care of my father? It's, he's depressed. There are finances involved. Your life is so far away. Your career is so far away from him. I mean, I don't even know. First of all, just like, God bless you, because I can't. Watching someone die slowly. It's it's the most painful. Is brutal. Could, and I'm so sorry that you don't have you know. any other family members to help you with this. You are way too young to have this my, much pressure on I you. I give part of my strength and wellness to my mother to see her live. Yeah. A little bit more. It's, I, so it's, we do both understand what that feels like and... Uh, I mean, it's, I, I, it's, uh, it's kind of hard to, to, I will say this, you know, it's, it doesn't go away no. if you're asking with how to deal with, it never goes away. I still want to call my dad all the time. It's just something that you live with. Yeah. And you will learn how to, to live with. You just are going to learn how is, to live with it. And time is probably the only, yeah. And the unfortunate thing is, is you really, the only thing that you can do is truly live your best life. Like my dad, like he did. Davide's mother, your daddy wants you yeah. to be so successful. He wants you, he's probably so horrified watching you take care of him, knowing that you're sacrificing your career, knowing that you're being drained financially, knowing that you're away from your boyfriend. He's probably also, a lot of shame and embarrassment comes along with a lot of this. My dad was incredibly embarrassed by the way his body looked and what his body did. And now we, you know, the things that my mom had to do to him physically were humiliating. It's humiliating. And so, of course, the depression is real. And his frustration is, I can't imagine he's stuck in his body. So... I can't imagine. Thank God you're in Argentina. I know that there's, like you said, there's better healthcare systems there. But you're just going to have to, unfortunately, it seems very odd, but the only thing you could do is just keep living your life. If you don't think you can make a career in Argentina and that's not interesting to you and that's not where you see your life going, no one's going to judge you for... Okay for moving forward and continuing the life that you've worked really hard to create for yourself, especially, you know, like you have to make money. Well, you'll have to work and make money. I, I had to do that. I had to do that. Somebody went through the same thing with him, mama. To do that choice. I had to pick that choice and I had to pick that path. And, and it's the hardest part that I, it's probably the hardest thing that I got to process and deal with in life time to time, time by time. I had to pick and I had to choose to build my family with my wife that it's very hard for me to even talk about it. It's, it's, it's probably the hardest thing that I, that I experienced in life. And I've been not having 
Milk and Cookies Life. Probably saying it like Latte Biscotti. <laughs> Latte Biscotti. Uh, I think that. I think you're doing the right thing. I think by, you're doing the right thing, and by and, also working out yeah. and staying sane and doing your self care, you know, and you, sharing it with people and, and sharing with people. So you got to tell your story. Um, and I think you know, obviously, who knows how long you're going to be stuck in Argentina, but use you know, listen. Where your Argentina is magnificent, so it's I would not just where you are. right it's a, now is a state of mind. It's no yeah, but I'm saying like right you know, now, if you try to do things that you enjoy, see the if you can, you know, have a a day every so often where you go and ride a horse and you know enjoy because once you get back to New York and you're in the fashion world and you're back on the grind of things and. You have time. That shit you, sucks you, you too, to, you know. You have time to shift. So just, I would you say, just be to, in the moment and enjoy every second, and try to, you know, I, I can't the, the sad. Just try to be very mentally positive and not let the sadness overtake you. Be strong for your dad. Walk in there happy. See if you can put him in a wheelchair and get him outside. Go on as many adventures as you can, and just love on him as much as you can while he's and, here, enjoying him. You know, because. You know, I know how He's important still that it, guy. He is still that guy. And I know how important it is for everybody to, you know, have a sense of purpose through their work. And obviously we all need money. So when that when you get back to that, your life is gonna shift so much that yeah, I was it's just not, saying it's not only that, enjoy. We all, that we all need money. We also need to feel Yeah, I mean it's a sense of purpose to work, exactly, of course. Exactly. <sighs> God bless you. God bless you, sweet girl. I'm so sorry. And your daddy. Anything else you'd like to add? I don't. We end this episode by telling everyone to go hug and call all their loved ones today. Well, maybe not hug because of COVID, but maybe this is a good a good moment to call everyone you love and let them know yeah. that you love them. It's always better to do a call more. <laughs> yeah, tell sometimes someone when you... it's annoying and you got to repeat always yourself. And they're gonna <laughs> ask you a thousand times if you had something to eat. <laughs> I was going to work. <laughs> if you have money, if you pay your bill. Your life laundry. changes in one second, so it's a good reminder Take, for all of uh, us. Yeah, sometimes it's better doing a call or a visit more. Than yeah. All right. Love you guys. See you next week. And that, ladies and gentlemen, concludes this week's episode of Everything is the Best. I hope you enjoyed it. Please rate, review, subscribe, all that stuff. Maybe leave a comment. But remember, shitty comments are for shitty people. Go ahead and follow me on Instagram at Pia Barangini. And I hope you have a fabulous, fabulous rest of your day. Love you. Ciao.